sip wine. What is poppin', everyone? What's poppin'? How you niggas doing? I mean, I'm feeling fucking amazing. You're feeling fucking amazing. We are feeling fucking amazing. I'm speaking for you. I know. I'm sorry. Was I? I do was feel it? amazing. That's I look great. amazing. I'm wearing Amy my Doom? favorite color. Mustard. I'm, I'm bright. I'm happy. Even though the weather kind of trash. I don't think the weather trash. It was it's, warm it's yesterday. You know, Houston is like a bipolar nigga. Like one day is okay and one day is it's not. not. It's like hot and cold. Like like Katy Perry said, yeah, hot thing, yeah. Cold, yeah, yes, then you know, you're in, then you're out. And that's Houston weather. And so for that, I mean, that ain't gonna stop me it's from fucking being- It's not horrible, but it was like, yes, it was such a nice day. Yeah. And, then to, and then it got wet and cold. Facts. Yeah. I was ready to have my toes out today, but that was just like, I still you got know, my toes out. I don't. I put my Crocs on, y'all, because y'all know I'm really good to ruin a great outfit with some fucking Crocs. So. All right. Do we get into story time right yeah, now? Yeah, let's hear your story. I've been waiting for you to tell the story. Okay, so, so the story time happened so long ago, but I be so apprehensive because I know sometimes people will hear my shit. I, 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 and I don't want no one to look bad, but at this point, it the story has to come out. But the person don't even know. No one knows who the person is. Okay. Uh, I hope, yeah, and I'm not drunk enough to say his name. Yeah. Okay, so Say his name. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. We're not going to associate we're, we're, say we're his name to that. It's actually say her name. I know, but, but I'm saying, I mean, they know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's like, you know, we're not name dropping. Okay. So we don't name drop on this there podcast. There was a guy that I was talking to. I don't know for anyone that does know, but um, um, maybe two, three years ago, I was actually in an open relationship. And in my open relationship, I was talking to this one guy in particular. And so we have like a nice little fake world wind adventure, like of a, um, a relationship or whatever of the capacity that we can call it. I don't know, but it was, it was fun. So, um, and he, the reason why I ended the first time and he was just like, you know, I just feel like we're at two different spaces and like, you can't give me what I need you to give me. Uh, uh, uh. So he was just pretty much saying that like, we couldn't only go so far because I was in an open relationship and like, I'm technically with someone and that's why it would never work. So I was like, okay, sure. cool. That, that's exactly what I said. I said, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's the reason. So fast forward after I get out of that um, relationship, um, me and him rekindled things, but it was like very like off and on. It wasn't really anything consistent. And I was like, so now that you're not in a relationship, it's, it was still an issue. It was still an issue because he would say like, oh, if you were in an open relationship with him, how could I trust you? And I'm like, sir, but I let you know from jump. I never lied. But two people have to agree to be in an open relationship. Exactly. And he very if much. If you knew. don't agree, then. There's no open relationship. Exactly. And I feel like, <laughs> and I'm like, he very much knew everything he was getting himself into. Mm-hmm. And he decided to proceed as he thought was okay for him. So fast forward, we rekindled, like it was off and on, nothing too crazy. And then there was one particular night when we went out and we were like on a fake date, such to say. It wasn't like a real date because it was like after our many off and ons and we were just like trying to like, you know, fill the vibes out because I had no intentions on him coming over my house. I had no intentions on going over his house because I was like, I'm not having sex with him because, Mm -hmm. you know, you know why. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so he came over to my house. We had a great night. We like went to three different spots that day. You know, we were feeling the vibes, feeling the fantasy, you know, just recapping on everything that we lived through and all that good stuff. And so everything was cool. We got to my house and this man was belligerent and drunk at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he was sober enough to drive to my house, but he was too drunk to even get in the fucking bed. You know, sometimes like you stay sober enough to, to get to, to your location. location. And once you feel comfortable, you just like lose. And all I feel that's what, and I feel that's what yeah. happened to him because he was literally on my fucking apartment floor with full clothes on. 
And I, he was like, I'm going to sleep here. I'm going to sleep here. I'm like, you're not fucking going to sleep on the floor. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm either going to put you on the couch or on my bed. We're not going to do this thing. So me being who I am, I'm like, I'm going to make sure that he's good. So I took off his clothes, took off his shoes, put him in my bed, went to sleep. No sex, nothing happened, nothing crazy. Um, so a few hours go by, went to sleep. Everything was cool. And then I wake up and I'm fucking wet. And I didn't know it touched you. Yeah, baby. That's how I, that's how I woke up. Cause you know when you usually wake up in the morning anyways to like go pee because you just take the morning pee and then go back to sleep. Yeah. I was woken up by his piss. So I wake up in the morning and I'm looking around and then I fucking shake him because he's still fucking sleeping. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, excuse me, sir, you peed in my bed. And I said it just like that. Like I didn't say I wouldn't say it angrily. I was just like very like. And he you got, were nice about I it? I was nice about it. You know why? Because I actually liked him when we were talking. And I am not a cruel individual, you know? So I like shook him and I was like, I was like, you peed on my bed. He got up out of the bed so fast. He's looking, he's shaking. He's like, oh my God, he must've been so fucking drunk. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm thinking in my head, at least maybe His the alcohol- bodily fluid touched you. It touched me. I mean, I touched worse, worse bodily fluids of his, so it's okay. okay but still, but, urine is urine. Urine is urine. So he got up and he was just like, this has never happened before. And the thing is, I feel like when anyone says I ain't never did this before or it's never happened before, it's definitely happened before. Yeah. So he he's over here getting the, he's a peanut butter till he was twelve. I believe he probably he peed in the bed until he's thirty something years old. Yeah. So he's getting up out of the bed, he's moving, he's shaking, he's over here like taking all my sheets off, trying to wash them. He's like Oh my God, Ami, I'm so sorry. I'll buy another mattress. Do you need anything from me? I'm like, I'm like, you can honestly just, you can just go. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm just trying to get him. I'm making him try to make sure he's okay. And like, I'm just like, just go home. I, I, just go home. And he's over here trying to still like, he's like, you got any spot remover? You have anything? He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, okay. Just get out. Like, I'm yeah. literally like, I'm just like, get the fuck out. And so I call all my friends, tell them the story. And y'all bitches were like, what? <laughs> he peed in your bed. You were calm about it. I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, what do I get out of making him feel worse about himself? Because if I peed in a man's bed, like, just imagine when we have our on our periods and we happen to leak leak. Yeah, that's so embarrassing for us. So I never like to kick anyone when they're down. But I do want to address the issue once you are at a stable state of mind. Fast forward, um, didn't send me any money, didn't buy me a new fucking mattress, but three days later he texts me and he's all like, I, I apologize. apologize. And I'm like, yikes. Three, three days, days after it and happened. I said, yikes, this is three days ago. He was like, I know. And I have not spoken to him again in my fucking life. And I'm just like. The audacity to not even send like at least up for the bed sheet. Exactly. And not even that. It's just like he still follows me on all social media platforms and I unfollowed him. And I just feel like you have some real kahunas. I feel like maybe he follows me because he doesn't want me to tell his secret. But the day that I do share. He's your... waiting for you to you know, share. And today's the day. Today's the day, bitch. <laughs> but no, I would never name his name because I, I want you to, I want you just to walk around with that fucking shame to know that you peed in a fucking bed at your grown-ass age and you didn't even get no pussy out of that you peed in a woman's just imagine bed. if i fucked him and then the next day he peed in my bed that's disgusting like that's so embarrassing you could not share that story if that happened like girl no. i would have felt sick to my stomach like and not only did he pee in your bed he didn't even like offer you money he offered you money but he didn't even send any money for like the bed sheets. yeah you don't like, the mattress that's you don't that's, that's very excessive but the bed sheets at least you yeah could, you could have done you could that. definitely send some money for that but yeah. you know it's okay I'm a, I'm a grown independent strong woman so no, I'm we dependent white women's in these house. Yes, you're right. We're dependent. I want mm -hmm. to be very I need, that, I need that twenty-five dollars in my bed sheet. Period. Actually, mm -hmm. give me fifty just for the inconvenience. And yeah, for, the, for um, pain and suffering too. Hello. Period. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
with that case yeah the girls are back, back at, at it again with another, another messy ass episode, episode of sip and spill we create conversations all wow sipping wine i go to my thug motherfucking sammy and i'm ambitious the gremlin terrain oh i love that song oh, bitch, we didn't even say none of the words we could have been superstars remember we were jacking cars i ain't never jacked a car before now it's nice i have that's what i had a car once when i was a kid you know it's a parents car no i've never tried to funny story i guess i can give a little story time real quick so I my I, I got you know the thing about me is i'm i'm a hard ride or die fan friend so my home girl at the time wanted to go see if her boyfriend was cheating on her so at, at y'all's youngest age of course they was cheating I, you didn't even have to drive by there to know he was fucking cheating so she asked me to take my daddy's car to take it because i worked with the eye at the time so I took my dad's car, picked her up. We lived in the same neighborhood, so it wasn't like a far pickup. Okay. And we went to IHOP where her, her boyfriend worked to see if he was cheating on her. And he was. And she started finding that nigga in the parking lot. That nigga picked her up and threw her on the... It was a whole ghetto-ass mess. And I had to drop my friend back in silence after she just got beat up by her boyfriend. <laughs> 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 we couldn't do nothing, girl. We could have been superstar. <laughs> Remember, we were jacking cars. So, uh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my story about how I just took my daddy's car. But, you know. Um, it's giving very much ghetto. I hope you're not doing that that you're growing us age. I got my own car. I got stolen my car. <laughs> but if you, need a, if you needed a pull up by your nigga's house, I was a bitch to call. Yeah, I wasn't the bitch to call. Okay. Uh, yeah, check out our YouTube. Our YouTube. Our Patreon. Our, our Patreon, Instagram. Our, our TikTok. review. When you send us a review it. Our TikToks. Our, um, our Reels. Um, what else do we have? We got merch. We're, we have merch. And we are in the process of making the website. We have gotten great progress. I'm telling you, y'all. Please hold on with us. Like, just we hold us. We know we have hold to us. make a website to, for our Instagram shop. So we yeah. have to go stop. Just make put a whole us in website. your prayers and your, like, send us all the positive vibes because I feel like if we go one more week without saying that it's dropped, Sammy's probably going to kill me. There's actually not going to be a co host. They're just going to be Sammy. <laughs> and she's going to say, the bitch had to go. <laughs> so, so we're going to get this shit done. We're going to get it done. We're going to get week. it done because yes. I, I uploaded the pictures. We probably just need to upload a little bit more pictures. Yeah. But just they put look the great. Finishing touches. I'm going to say finishing touches, but. Once again, thank you for all the models. Thank you to TJ. Thank you for everyone that is being patient with us because you know what? Bitches need grace because you know you can't be a bad bitch 24-7. Some days you probably need two hours off. Okay. okay? And I'll take that. All so. right. So let's listen to Would You Rather's. Okay. We want to go first with your Would You Rather or would me go first? I can go first. Rather? Okay. Would you rather lick a homeless man's toes or chew a piece of gum that's been sticking under the table for years? Um, a homeless man's toes. Okay. I don't know. Something humane. Do Maybe clean them up a little bit, you know? No, no, no. This is a dirty <laughs> ass. This is the homeless things we see when we come in to come, come in and record. I'm going to lick homeless it. outside. I feel like I don't yeah. want to. I, I mean, they're both equally nasty, mm-hmm. but taking your hand, taking it <laughs> off the bottom. Like, you know how dry that fucking bu- that gumby? How hard that bitch is? So, yeah, I would rather just lick it and just be done with it. You okay. Know? I mean, I've licked, licked some nasty balls before, so it's all right. Okay. So, would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for some money? Uh, a stranger? I would ask my ex. I'm, I'm, I'm not asking that nigga for shit. That nigga was evil. I'm crying. Uh-uh, I'm not even asking for, no, no. But I'll ask a stranger for some money. Yeah. I mean, you do it all the time. So it's not, I have no problem asking. And the thing is, I don't even be serious. <laughs> like, I, I saw this guy out and I was like, ooh, you got them. He was out with his friends. I was like, is any of them single pay bills? I know. I barely know this man. And he said, "You giving up pussy?" Right. I'm just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. But you know, I want my bills. So he's like, "So you want your bills paid, but you don't want to give up no pussy?" Yeah. 
What I is mean, wrong with that? That's not how it works, though. I know, but it, I can always give, try. You have, you have to give something up. I've got my bills paid and, and didn't have to give no pussy before. Did it last? No. <laughs> but I didn't have to give up no pussy, so I could do it again. So look at some wine packs so we can get some motherfucking tea time. Tea, tea time. time. So while looking this up, I was so fucking confused because it Bitch, says Toro. And it says Ora. And it says Robo. We don't know if it's Ora or it's Toro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's one of the two. We thought it was from Dominican Republic, but apparently it's, it's from, from Argentina. Spain. I, I from, it's no, from Spain. Spain. Yeah, so we're so confused. All I know about this bottle is it is a 2017, mostly in Spanish, I guess. 14.5% alcohol. The description is in Spanish, y'all. And I know it I can was. speak a little bit of Spanish, but I can't read it in Spanish that right, well. Yeah. So we just going to And I looked it. up you yesterday and I said, I said, did you do this on purpose? And you were like, no, I just got the bottle. I just grabbed it. I did. I was at H-E-B and the lady was selling it. And I was like, okay, let me try it. It was actually pretty good. So I got it and it was like 10 bucks. And it's a red blend, y'all. Y'all know how much we love red blends. But as of lately, red blends have not been hitting my pussy like they need to. Last so, week wasn't good for you, but it was good for me. I know. So I enjoyed hopefully that I can... um find a rekindled love for red blends because if not next week i'm bringing merlot or cabernet and we must have dry this bitch out so cheer oh. after that i'm bringing a white wine because fuck this bitch you keep saying we're gonna bring a white wine but we this never was an accident i was but we H-E-B. never have the luxury of time to chill that shit and then by the time we get here it's gonna I'm be gonna like go lukewarm order i'm gonna go buy extra bottles so i have i'm gonna buy four bottles so like for the next oh you a rich bitch yeah i love a rich I, bitch i know someone I'm never gonna stop, bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> the bitch for me. Why I gotta be a bitch? I like it. Yeah. This is dry. And it's only $10. And I like it too. And it's dry. Ooh. It is. I was Ooh. at HEB and the way to What nigga am I calling today? <laughs> like, what nigga? <laughs> I'm crying. Just kidding. Just kidding. I play. I play all day. I joke. I joke. I kid. I kid. Okay, so let's get into this motherfucking tea time. Tea time. So Hazel E, do you do you consider Hazel E Hazel E Black? I consider her a decent list celebrity that no one even knows anything about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go really deep into yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Do I consider her black? I do consider her black. I don't ever want to take away anyone's blackness because of their skin complexion and or how they move. I don't take away people's blackness because of their skin co- complexion because I come from a family of light-skinned people. So, no. I take away people's blackness is when you're not fully black. You know? I don't feel like you can do that, though. I, I feel like, because I, like, I feel like, I don't feel like mixed people have to choose. I feel like when you are half Mexican, half black, half you're Asian, half from, black. But you're taking away from their blackness when you're saying you don't consider them black because they are mixed. But you're not black. You're mixed. <sighs> Just, I mean, you you are whatever you, I'm not, if I was a mixed person, I am just as much white as I am black. I am just as much No, Asian, you're not though, but you're not though. But I am. I am literally, not me, not me. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying you're not though. Cause usually it's like maybe a percentage, like either 50%, 25%. Exactly, like, that's so, half and half. If you have a white mom and a black dad or a Mexican mom and a black dad, you are half Mexican and half black. And it's okay. I don't think it's nothing wrong with it. I don't think that makes you, but you're not a fully black person because I'm not going to choose one. Me personally, if I was mixed, I'm not choosing one culture over the other. I am just, I'm, I'm embracing my Mexican side as much as I'm embracing my black side. Doesn't mean you don't get discriminated against. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, face adversities or something as black people, but you are not fully black and that's okay. I don't think mixed people have to choose. They have to. Okay. They absolutely have to. Not because they want to, but society makes them. And even though we society try to make us do a lot of things that we don't. We're not I know, doing. but I'm saying even though we speak our truth and say, "Oh my goodness, you don't have to choose. You can you can love both sides." You're gonna get some side of 
pushback from one of the sides that that forces you to choose one side. Okay. And I've heard that a lot from a lot of people that are biracial mm -hmm. that they have to forcibly choose a side because one side does not Except recognize the other. recognize their other side as a part of them. Yeah. And who and love them for everything fully. I agree. That's so. true. That, that happens a lot of times when white when um black parent, black kids have white moms. That yeah. happens a lot. It's, it's my friend uh, that you know about, like she didn't for the most of her life, she didn't know she was black because her mom tried to hide that from her. But anyways, um, so Hazel E was saying that Kim Kardashian copied her with the um, cautious tape. The bliss, but hers was Balenciaga. Yeah. And Hazel E was wearing a fucking. It was ugly. It was giving 2012. 2007 jumpsuit it was like maybe ugly. baby fat it was giving very much like this was very 50 dollars photo shoot type yeah. film it wasn't giving what um, i thought it was giving because when kim kardashian stepped that bitch fucking stepped on your fucking it neck did. and i'm not even a kim kardashian fan and i don't yeah. like her that much but i'm not going to act not like she didn't kill that shit because she, she killed that and shit. i feel like kim kardashian kills everything but we all want to like let's acknowledge the reason why she got her style taste Kanye. Kanye, but we're gonna we're gonna disregard that because you know we talked about Kanye for the last three four episodes. But that's my last uncle. Month. I'm gonna say that's my uncle. So we gonna give him as well, much. Well, tell publicity. your uncle to calm the fuck down. I feel like with my uncle, the world has failed him. He never failed <laughs> us. And I'm gonna say that to the end of a breath because I feel like that man is a genius. And I feel like once we recognize what we fucking did to him, we tainted him. We did. What do we? What did I do to him, bitch? We are part of the problem. What Shit, did I do I to Kanye besides be a fan? Are you a fan? I love Kanye's okay, music. Fan, I don't like Kanye as a person. You got to separate the music from the as a person. I'm and not the, doing and that. And as a person, I feel like it's because he's he's only able to make the music he makes because of the person he is. Sure. Just like any other person. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um we were saying on the phone it's like it is not about who did it first, it's who, it's did, who it did it better. better. And hey, so we didn't even know you had a photo shoot in caution tape. Like in a caution shape jumpsuit, no one fucking knew. No one we, knew you. We could have went our entire life without knowing this. Sometimes like, I forget you exist. I didn't even know that you like were like, yeah, exactly, a person. <laughs> like I forgot you were a D-list celebrity until you, you like D-list celebrity. I, I didn't know you were until you brought it back up that you wore something not even similar. Just something very tasteless. So you want to show yeah. us again that you have no style. Because yeah. even on fucking Love and Hip Hop, bitch, you had no style. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't really watch her Love and Hip Hop um, season. I just remember her booty just looking so weird. Well, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Ooh, all right, let's move on. So Biden has done another fucking thing. That's He's definitely not getting a second term. Honestly, I don't even know he got a first term. It's because people hated Trump so much. We just Did we really hate Trump or did we just hate the fact that he was like openly racist? I feel like we hated the fact that he was openly racist. Because I don't feel like I hated him. I didn't really give a fuck enough. Because the thing is, I don't follow politics, nor do I follow the re religion. Uh -huh. So I can't give a very um, knowledgeable um, account or opinion about any of those things that I don't nothing either about. Mm -hmm. Like us with, with, you know, with gossip, we do at least a bit of research. I've never done any research. I only see clips that, you know, are fabricated and or like given to us what, what we need to see, but I don't trust the media as well. So, um, it's the gas prices for me. Um, it's, it's the, the war you lying for me. about the stimulus checks. It's the, uh, student loan getting canceled. It's the fact that you low key, uh, a sexual predator. It's, not, it's not even you, low key. It's a high key. It's, uh, it's the fact that you're kind of senile. Um, it's the fact that you told me that if I don't fuck with you, I'm not black. Bitch, who the fuck is you? Joe Biden. <laughs> That's who the fuck he is, bitch. So, yeah. We did uh, it, he, Joe. I remember when you were so excited? We did, did Joe. I mean, I was happy Trump was out. That was it. I didn't care who it was. It was literally the lesser two evils. And Bitch, gas is $4. This gas is, is evil. $4, and it's just like, wow. Bitch, at this point, I'm about to walk. 
They, do you ever see that? You say, oh, ain't walking nowhere. <laughs> we live in Houston. I mean, you see these Crocs got enough miles Bitch, on them. Girl, girl you, you, you gonna look like a, them hoes on Westheimer and uh, Bitch, Bissonette. we was talking about that yesterday. We said, we said, how niggas just walking down Westheimer like it's normal? <laughs> like, Mrs. is going to walk. <laughs> Gas is too high for me right now. Well, Let's it really is air. too high. I saw this tweet that like, is we fucking or not? Because glass too high. And I'm like, damn. It is. So we're going to fuck. If you come, <laughs> we're fucking. <laughs> Just bring a condom, though. Please, like. please, or or we'll have one. We'll have one with. We'll us. have our own. Uh, so there was this cute little video of this little girl. She was always taking off her bonnet. Mm-hmm. So her mom showed her this. I think I think it was like a TV show. Yeah. Of a little girl who, who has a bonnet. Who has a bonnet and how much she like loved her bonnet and how she keep it on. And they she had a um, update and the little girl slept with her bonnet throughout the whole night. I love that. And that was so cute. And honestly, I hate when I wake up my bonnet on my head because I feel like, damn, bitch, why did you not stick with me? Bitch, the, you were supposed the to bonnet stick be me. running like it's a bitch from running from some dick. Like, right. Like, why are you running from my hair? Why are you running from no me? no problem with it. Girl. So uh, I thought that video was so cute. And yeah. I guess that kind of gives us our topic of conversation is what is blackness? Yeah, and like representation and yeah. all that good stuff. And what does blackness mean to us? Yeah. So what does blackness mean to you, girl? I think blackness means to me is like empowerment. It means strength. It means history. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much history in being black outside of slavery. We always say that. We said like slavery is not the start of being black. Yeah. It's just the history that they've given us. That's so, what they like to start. They love to start there. So it makes us feel already inadequate right. to them. Because I remember growing up, all I really learned about is slavery and MLK. Exactly. We don't even learn about Martin Luther King or inventions that black people did. We don't. Or- we don't. That's why we have to have Black History Month of the shortest month of the year. Yeah. But even so, I feel like blackness is just like... Should we have done this episode last month? We should have. <laughs> we probably should have did. But I mean, <laughs> I mean if, if inspiration strikes, we have to just take it when it takes. That's true. And I feel like I just... The whole idea of being blackness is about being proud of everything that we have established here, even if you are African and or African American or being black in other countries. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Like there's Afro, um, there's Afro Latina. There are are black people in Asia. There's literally black people everywhere. And I feel like the idea of being proud of just the skin color and how much we intimidate people in Alaska. Bitch, I'm pretty sure black people, we do not. We will. We are very resilient. It's cold. We're resilient. We are everywhere. Bitch, you gonna see a black motherfucker. You gonna see a nigga in Alaska? Yes, ma'am. So what's black to see you? Oh, blackness to me, (laughs) (laughs) blackness to me is, I feel like, what is being, being black is just, it's being resilient because I I feel like every time we face adversity, no matter what it is, going to school, um, walking down the street, um, going to the store, you know, like. You have to live with being black. Like I have to, like I have to wake up. I'm constantly reminded every day that I am black. black. Mm Mm-hmm. So being black in America is just being resilient to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So when is the first time that you realized, not saying that you knew that you were black, but that you knew that you were different than everyone else? The first time I realized, like, damn, I'm a nigga, was (laughs) in middle school. I went to a private middle school for about two years. And I was the only black person in my in my grade. There was another black girl that was maybe like in sixth grade, but in my whole eighth, seventh grade, I was the only black person. And um, I was I was made fun of for being black. They used to yell fried chicken at me. They used to yell Popeyes at me. They used to was Popeyes <laughs> even around the room? <laughs> Why did you start laughing? <laughs> 
I mean, Popeyes is Popeyes, baby. So <laughs> they used to make all these. Um, subtle- I remember we had one episode. You were like, they're like watermelon, <laughs> watermelon. They used to yell watermelon at me, like all these random like racist stuff. And I remember writing it in my uh, journal in school. And my English teacher came up to me. She was like, "Why didn't you tell me all this was happening?" And I was like, "Bitch, you white." Like, what, what, like, 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 I don't feel like white people realize how white they are until a black person reminds them that they're fucking that they're white. white. But we're always reminded that, that we're, we're black. black. So it was just a lot of just racial comments made to me mm-hmm. all the time, every day. And I'm just like, I didn't even. And I, prior to that, I went to a ghetto ass middle school. I went to. Yeah. If y'all know about D middle school, you already know that that shit was just ghetto as fuck. So that was why I was moved to a private school. Mom's like, uh, uh-uh, girl, you, you, you too, you, you acting up a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like that. Go back to Africa. So <laughs> I went to that school, and that was like, damn, like I didn't even. I I went to a school with mostly black and Mexican people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize I was different. I didn't realize there was like racism really yeah. until I went to a private middle school and they used to make fun of my hair even like every, anything that was different. Yeah. You know, I had a teacher that tried to relate to me by telling me like some hip hop songs and shit. Like, bitch, don't, <laughs> don't you think those people that was like, I'm not racist. So I got a, my best friend's yeah, black. <laughs> like she was trying to teach me math or hip hop songs. And I'm just like, bitch, like you don't got to do all that. You can teach me math. The way you teach everyone math. Yeah. You know, so that was when I realized, like, okay, maybe I am a little different. Like, I am black. Wow, it's it's not normal, you know? Um, I think for me, my experience of really how pivotal my blackness was, was when I was, I don't know if it was either grade school or middle school, but I was getting picked on by another minority. And he, it was Hispanic. <laughs> like, he would always call Hispanic me. Hispanic people forget are, that they're minorities, too. Exactly. Sometimes. They have I'm their like, own internalized racism. But the thing, he was more of a fla- fair He was um, a white Hispanic. Yeah, he was more fair complexion. He had blue eyes as well. So okay. he, he was more white passing. Yeah. And he would say things like, you're a nigger. You're a nigger. And, like, to me, I'm just like excuse me like because i mean i've been around so many other people that never like address the fact that i was darker than them yeah and, or like my hair was different like i mean i've i realized when i woke up of course i knew i was fucking black yeah but being picked on for what you because we like, know we're black yeah. but we don't feel it we don't feel it because yeah. it's like what what the fuck can i do about it right what what can i do like i'm not bleaching my skin i'm in I'm middle not, school not i think I, I feel like i was younger than that oh I you were in elementary school i want to say i was in elementary school because i shit felt like, i felt like I don't know what the divide is and I don't want people to get out of making someone feel less than because they don't look like them. But I feel like that also goes back to an insecurity that someone has at home. Like you probably don't feel seen at home. So you want to go somewhere. Or their parents are just racist. Or or they might be racist. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I feel like people that go out of their way to make other people feel bad about themselves is just like, it's a horrible thing because we're trying to figure this shit out. Like yeah. we're trying to figure out our, our identity in spaces that we're not even like really belonging in. And I just feel like it's horrible even with like, I feel like grade school, middle school, even high school, when you're not in a state and or around people that look like you or remind you of a culture and you're constantly reminded that you're different, it's yeah. not a good, it's not a good feeling. It isn't. And so you're trying to figure out your identity while being black is the hardest part. While growing up, while going to puberty, while going through everything else teenagers go, go through, through. But you have to remind yourself black. that you are fucking black. black. Yeah. So we can definitely, let's get into why, what, is, what it's like being black in certain spaces like okay. what is that like so i went to a predominantly black uh i didn't it wasn't even a predominantly black college but i feel like i just hung up with the niggas so i didn't really feel like it was weird it, but it wasn't until i started working at a 
country bar. Yeah. Um, that I had to figure out how to navigate myself in this space as the only black person working here. And not only I was in Beaumont motherfucking Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, I'm in a racist ass city. Yeah. And I'm in a, I work at a country bar and I'm black as fuck. Yeah. So I had to, um, I didn't say like whitewash myself, but the, this is the way I talked, the way I acted, the way I said certain things, the way I thought my thought process was always offending to them. Like this one time, this guy was talking about serving the country. And I was like, I'll serve crack before I serve this country. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why does it look like me as a black person serving this country? And he was so offended. He told my manager. <laughs> and my manager was like, you told someone you wouldn't serve this country. I said, yeah. Like, I'm what's wrong you, with that? I'm going to say religion, politics. They don't. It they, said, they, said, they said, stop talking. They don't talk. They said that those are the things you're not supposed to talk about at the bar. Well, between customers, yeah, because it, 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 you asking me. So right. I told you I was a crack before I serve this country. You know, but I, I wouldn't it, have said that, but I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. So that, that offended him so much. He's like, that is so un-American. Ah, I want white people to understand. It is so easy to love a country that's always loved you. Mm. So because this country has never loved me. Like that one song. I'm proud to be an American. We're at least I know I'm free. free. We weren't. We were fucking we weren't. free. <laughs> so, um... I had to learn how to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was too, I was to, to them, I was too black. You know, I was too ghetto. I was, I, I spoke my mind too much. I was too, um, aggressive to them. And it was just like, I'm just like, I'm just being me, you know, and I have to learn how to code switch. And when I come to work, I'm like, well, Sammy, you can't be a black ass self. You know, at this white spot that you work at and you make a lot of money, you have to learn how to navigate these white people in a certain way that, to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's unfortunate that I have to be uncomfortable to make your white ass feel uncomfortable, mm. to make your white ass feel comfortable. And that's 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 a statement that literally is a thread for life. And I think it's different for me because me being black in spaces, I've always realized how black I was in certain spaces. But a lot of people that I were around were... Um, not so much not accepting, but it's just like, I know how to be able to move and shake in certain situations because I'm, I'm from a white state. Yeah. So I know the See, proper... that's the difference. I came from a black middle school, a black, you know. Yeah, a, yeah. I've always been around predominantly white yeah. people. So I've always had this chip on my shoulder of the idea of having the weight on the shoulder of, I have to carry the black race on my fucking shoulders. Yeah. Because if I don't, Oh, all black people act like this. They don't know how That's to act. That's true. So I'm you say, are a representation of every black person to them. And no matter, no matter how new, different, or how long people have known you, you are going to be that one representation of a black person, no matter what age or range or where you're at in life. I can and only imagine how heavy that is. That, and it's disgusting. It was extremely disgusting because it made, like I said, when we're talking about identity and trying to find my space, like we were saying, I felt way too black for the white people and I felt way too white for the black people because I felt like, because I knew how to act, I knew how to talk, I knew how to, to be certain, be be how I was and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's no perfect world where someone can love pop music and rap music in the same fucking vicinity. Yeah. People hate that. They hate that you're not extremely on one culture when it comes to like makes people put, choosing a side. When you're a black person in a white state, you are either the black white girl, the Oreo. You're mm-hmm. either the Oreo or you are the rebellion that's going to make it out of your fucking state because you know you have no business fucking being there. Yeah. And that's where I was at. And yeah. that's why when a lot of people that 
think that they knew me when I was in Iowa don't really fucking know me because I couldn't be authentically who I wanted to be because I had to be black in those spaces for everyone and the comfortability of, like you said, mm-hmm. what everyone felt was comfortable mm-hmm. for being that black. Right. So let's talk about how like black people, when we see each other, we we tend to gravitate, gravitate. to each other. Uh, I remember when I first met Ami and we were working at Bar Louie. White as hell. White as hell. We were in Katy, y'all. Bitch, Cinco Ranch, damn Cinco Ranch, but damn you're right. And I was, at the time, I wasn't the only black person working there. I think there was two of us, but I was the only black bartender at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they started hiring a whole bunch of niggas. Yeah, but um, I saw Ami and I was like, oh my god, she's black, and she had like you think you had a natural hairstyle. Yeah, I did, I did. Yeah. I had natural hair. I like I was like, I was like, I'm in love. Like I'm usually, say- I'm I'm so standoffish with people and not like you know whatever. But I was so happy to have another black, black girl and another like authentically black girl who and was I just was her black ass self. Exactly, I was, and I'm like that's what it was. I loved that. Once I moved, that's another thing I, I didn't even mention. When I moved to Houston, I became more authentically black mm-hmm. because I felt like because I was in a white state, like being too black was a problem and I would never find the right friends, the right partner, the right nothing. So I've always like was never like who I needed to be. Yeah. So like when me and Sammy did meet in our workspace, it was a breath of fresh air because we got to be niggas yeah. together. <laughs> like, and we used to it do so funny. We would do that shit. Like, we would do it so great. So when we were working with someone that wasn't black with us, like, we knew how to work with them. Right. But we, when we was together, we was like, bitch, let's run this shit up. Like, Period. Yeah, we used to like, like, we was like, we, we like, ran, especially on Tuesdays, bitch. We ran that shit. And it, I mean, it came to a fucking closing curtain when I was too black for them. Yeah. Because I was seen as insubordinate. I was seen Just as a were, rebel. Yeah. I was seen as too black but yeah. it, it came off as a not being a team player but we all knew what the real T was it's because we were black as but fuck. it's like I love as black people we do like to gravitate what makes familiar and what makes us feel comfortable yeah and I love and you why, made me feel comfortable and I feel like I love that for black people I love that we gravitate to comfort while everybody else wants to be like better than or like the Joneses because we could have easily not liked each other and like you know but no we were like yeah we, I could have easily been like oh, oh I've black been here girl. Yeah, you exactly. know, try to like, put yeah. you down because another black girl. You're yeah. like, you're like, I've been here longer. Like, yeah, she doesn't look like, like you know. I just feel like, and then we were like, we were like, we're African, we're this, we're yeah. that. We just like, it just vibed, and I love that for us, and I love that for you, and I love you so fucking much. I love you too. Aww. Let's so let's talk about code switching. Code switching, because you know, every black person that we got to do this, especially Facts. when we go to work. We don't work in corporate. But we also, when we go to white spaces, I I do talk a certain way. Yeah. There's a way I talk to my friends and there's a way I talk, even the way way I work now, it's a predominantly white spot. So I talk a certain way to make these white people feel comfortable. So pretty much everyone has to code switch, but what exactly is code switching? So when I looked it up, code switching means that the process of shifting from one logistic code to another, depending on the social context or the conversational setting. And I feel like that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Granted, I already talk like a very educated black woman, but I feel like when I am around- um, Niggas. Niggas, I let my guard down a little mm-hmm. bit and I don't use a lot of big words. I'm not trying, cause I never want to make any, anybody feel like I'm trying to assert my, um, 
education. So what you trying to say? You can't use big words around niggas? No, I'm not saying you can't use big words around niggas, but oh. I don't want to make you make me feel like I'm bigger than certain. Like there are some black people that you can use big words and they'll understand your verbiage. But when mm, you're yeah. saying, when you just start dropping big words around people, it's like you're trying to prove that you're like an educated black person. Yeah. And nothing niggas hate more is an educated black person when they're not there. <laughs> no, let's be real. If you, you're not an educated black person, you feel insulted. Yeah. You're like, bitch, you know I don't know that word. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so that's, that. that's what I'm saying. So you have to code switch for people that are like that. But I feel like when I'm around people that can understand what I'm saying when they're black and I can say certain big words, like, you know, anomaly mm-hmm. and not feel like they're like, what does that mean? And I have to yeah. explain it to them. I'm like, I love that. And But well, white people, I mean, when I'm on the phone with you, you're going to think I'm probably white because I'm like, I'm like, hello, my name is Ami. How can I help you today? Right. You know, it's like you would never fucking know. And if the name like Ami, you would think I'm white. Yeah. Because. Ami, Amy, you won't fucking know when right. it comes to because I only when I would on job applications I always put Ami. I don't put Ami Nada because yikes. Let me put my whole name. <laughs> but I mean, because I feel like most times they like said you can either get a job or not get a job because of your fucking name. Oh, it's a proven fact that they statistically hire people. They will not hire people with more black sounding names. Exactly. It's a fact. So, so it's like code switching is a part of life. It's the devil's burden though too because I feel like. I feel like I want people to want to be able to do whatever they want to and be their free selves, but it's not the reality. That's mm-hmm. not the reality we live in. You can't be yourself 100% of the fucking time. You have yeah. to know how to be in certain spaces with other people. So even though it sounds fake, you have to be a fucking chameleon. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You have to know your environment. You do. And I don't think code switching is just a black thing. I think there's also code switching as being a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are around your friends, you act a certain way. When you at work, you act a certain way. Facts. When you're at, you know, just certain environments, you have to act accordingly. And I don't think that makes, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you you learn how to navigate because you, you can't be, let's, let's be honest, you can't be a nigga everywhere. You can't be a nigga you everywhere. You really can't be a nigga everywhere. Like imagine if Jay-Z was Jay-Z yeah, all the damn yeah. time. But when he comes to his built, his business meeting, he's still acting like, you know when he goes to his business meeting, he's acting like a professional when black man. Uniform and everything, yes. You know, so, so, and it's okay. It doesn't make you any less black. It means you are smart enough to know mm, when you are in these spaces, you're going really to act accordingly so you can get them niggas in them spaces with you. Facts. Okay. So why do you feel like it's important to know how to code switch? I, I Like I said, it's important to know how to code switch so you can get into those spaces. Facts. And then when you get into those spaces, you can bring other niggas with you. But we, you texted me this earlier. Do you feel like when people are in those spaces, do they put everyone on or do they try to gatekeep the fact that they're the only nigga in that space? Both. I feel like the older generation have this idea that they need to be the only black person the in those crab spaces. crab in the barrel type shit. You know, especially in corporate America, mm-hmm. um, black people who are older tend to feel tend to look down on other black people who try to get the spaces and try to gatekeep it and be like oh i'm the only black person i Facts. work this hard ah, ah, ah. And i feel like our generation of black people we're not doing that we're not we want to bring everyone on mm-hmm. us on the team because we understand the importance of having other people who look like us in representation matters representation matters so much like i was watching this um i mean following this girl on tiktok and she is a black woman in tech Mm-hmm. So she is very open on how much she makes. So other black women know they can pay, get paid this much. Mm-hmm. When we are quiet about how much we make, um, you know, in the position that we're in, we do not allow other people who look like look like us to have those opportunity. Mm-hmm. And how it's so important for other people to look like us to have those opportunity because we we have we don't the dollars stays in the black um, in the black community for like what three seconds hours and hours if if if, if that. that. You know, while the Jewish community, the white community are able to hold a dollar while we can't. We make the least while spending the most. So mm. it is very Spending important. the most. 
and still making the least. Mm. So it's very important to have our sisters and our brothers in those positions with us so we can build financial freedom and wealth. Mm, we don't have that freedom. as black people. We don't. So yeah, stop, stop gatekeeping. Yeah. Stop. We know all, not all, not all, not all skin folk, kin folk, but please, I, I want that. I want that idea to be annihilated. I do. Cause I feel like no one ever looks at a white person like, Oh, that's my enemy. That's yeah. And I feel like sometimes we look at people that look like us and we're like, they're in the same position as other. But to they the same might be our enemy. They might be our enemy. And I yeah. feel like we got to stop looking like that. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, we have to be loving light and just spread it. Like, and be there. You think you, you code switch effectively? I absolutely feel like I code switch immensely well. Yeah. You know why? Because I feel like I actually, no, I probably don't do it. Because I mean, I mean, I lost my job at fucking Bar Louie because I didn't do it well. I okay. thought I was doing well enough, but I think I probably do have some room to grow, but I still feel like I want to keep a little bit of oomph in it. Like, okay. I feel like if I can't be in a space where I can be me freely, I'm, I can't do it effect effectively yeah. because I don't, and I've realized this and it's not, maybe that's why I want to make more um, spaces of jobs for people that look like me Yeah. because I don't like working for someone that doesn't look like me and feeling like I can't be myself. Yeah. And that's why, even though we said black owned is kind of hard, but it's like, it's rewarding to know you can be your, your fucking, fucking self. A hundred percent yourself. I'm going to say you can wear your hair like this. Yeah. You ain't got to go on. I never, when I went to my interview for when I, where I'm working at now, I wore a black style and yeah. I was a okay with getting hired. Not but us low key having the same smile right now though. We did. It was did. an accident. It was an accident. We did not talk for like two days. And next yeah. thing you know, I FaceTime saying, I'm like, bitch, we got the same hairstyle. Right. I was like, if you love me, just say so. No, that's 100 percent true because me, I wore my hair a certain way when I first got the job I'm at now. Yeah. And, and I you said that. And I was like, well, now I can wear my black ass hairstyles now yeah. because now I'm in the door. So yeah, we have to um look a certain part when we're trying to get certain jobs. For some reason, our natural hairstyles, the way our hair grows out of our hair is not our head is not appropriate for some reason. But a white bitch can come and work with the, with a messy ass bun and it's appropriate. Hello. But my natural curly hair is not good enough. But anyways, um, the point is, yeah, I, we have, I feel like I co-switch effectively. Um, and I feel like at my job now, I am myself, but I do tone it down. Yeah. I have to. My other job, no, I'm not black ass me, I'm gonna say, yeah, I said me, I, I think I, I need to find the balance of what it's like to tone down because I feel like I don't need to- But even you want, don't have to tone it down where you are now. I know, but I'm saying like, when, I, when we're saying doing it effectively, I don't want to tone myself down because I feel like that's diluting everything that I've already worked towards because I've mm -hmm. already was so watered down when I was in Iowa. Right. So like now I'm like, can I fucking be black as hell in, in Texas? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay. So yesterday when we were out, me and Sammy saw a woman that was being extremely, let's just call it what it was. It was fucking ghetto. Ratchet, she loud. Was, she was doing the absolute fucking most. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting there minding our own fucking business, but we felt like we were so fucking above her. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why as black people do we always feel like when we are in certain spaces, not even spaces, like when we're just outside, that we're gonna be on our best behavior because- All the time. Like, Cause white people, we, there's a whole fucking phrase for them, white boy wasted. Mm -hmm. Like they get a, a badge of honor for being fucked up and being crazy. Belligerent and crazy. And, but us, we're like, bitch, you drunk, calm down. Like yeah. bitch, like, and I'm like, I was looking at Sammy, I'm like, I'm like, we're talking about her, but I'm like, have we never been in space and we actually just like her because we felt more comfortable? And we were like, we we got more context and realized why she was acting like she was because she actually worked there. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, she acting like this because, you know, she she felt comfortable. Yeah. She, she can be herself. Yeah. But I'm like, we're like, we're still looking at her like, bitch, what are you doing? Yeah, first we judged her and then we realized that, okay, we're judging her, but we do the exact same, same thing, thing at other places. Other places. And we might be looking, 
looking at us like, bitch, y'all bitches are ratchet. Y'all yeah. bitches are ghetto. Yeah. And I don't even associate myself with ghetto because I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. But maybe she was just like really feeling free that one moment. And I feel like- And it was her birthday. It was her birthday, mm-hmm. but- we don't know why she was there when she was there at her birthday, but you know, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> not about that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times black people, when we are in certain spaces, we feel like we have to be in our best behavior. And when we see someone acting out, we kind of almost feel embarrassed. Yeah, we not do. Almost. We do feel embarrassed. I was in, we were embarrassed. embarrassed we were like, yeah. you look like you. Like, why are you acting, acting like, like that? This? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't feel, I don't, I don't know a lot of white people, but I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like when they go out and other white people are acting crazy, they don't care. They don't feel like, they are getting judged for it. They don't. So they don't feel the same embarrassment of saying, like, oh, she had to calm down. We, we have that complex of feeling like we are the representation of, of every all black, black person. person. Yeah. And even though we're not acting like her, we're sitting right next to her. Yeah. And we're like, damn, she's making us look bad. But we, she's not. She's, she's not because she don't even know us. Exactly. We have to get out of that slave mentality. We do. It is a slave mentality that we feel like. But slavery was not that long ago. So we can, can we just recognize that we can't get out of that mentality until we realize that we are actually all not the same people, but we're all together. It's sure. Humanity. We are. But we, I just, I want to break, I want to break those shackles of feeling a, type, a certain type of way when I see black people acting up, acting up because they're, that's them. Them acting up has nothing to do with me. And when I go out and I shake my ass on someone's speakers, because we, because I was at a uh, whole girl's birthday and I stood on someone's speakers, started shaking my ass. I, that's not a representation of other I, black people there. Yeah. That's me doing that shit. Because I was drunk and I want to shake my ass on some speakers. Yeah. And I guess if that was ratchet or ghetto, I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. me. Facts. But I'm gonna say just like that. That might have been her. We don't know that, but we. We were just we're like, quick very, to judge. we were very much like, ew, like why is she like this? Yeah. Ew, can she move? Like, yeah. can she go home? We literally kept saying that. Yeah. Not realizing so, that let, we might be that person at other So spots. niggas, let's stop that mentality of and, when we see black people in public and acting a certain way, we feel embarrassed and shamed and want to make them feel a proper way for acting the way they act. You are not a representation of other black people. Hello. You are yourself. Hello. So we need to get, and it's just like the whole, but it's not even just us. It's just the way we're programmed. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to have the weight on our fucking shoulders, shoulders. even as fucking kids. Shit. Yeah. So what are some things that can get our black card revoked? You, y'all already know what I'm about to say. If you can't play spades, your black card. Can you play spades? I can play spades. I can play spades. I learned how to play spades in college. My cousin taught me. I'm going to say my ex-boyfriend, I know how to play spades. And I said, baby. I said, do you renege? Yes. He said, renege. We can play spades. I said, but you know what's crazy? My boyfriend that I was with for like X amount of years, he taught me to trust spade, play spades because I didn't know how to play spades. Mm-hmm. So he was like, now that you know, like, just know, you right. know. And you I know. said, okay, But period. my excuse is I was, I grew up African, so. I mean, African I'm African and I was in a white space. So mine was even worse than yours. <laughs> so I was, I, know, I, I grew up around niggas, please. <laughs> okay, so another thing that will get you um, your black card revoked. Not a producer trying to play space right now. We're in the middle of a show. I'm gonna say you don't have to wait. <laughs> I'm going to say another thing that can get your black card revoked is not knowing black classics. And that's like not knowing Friday, not knowing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah. not knowing Michael Jackson or Prince, like not knowing any of those things or enjoying them. Right. If you know them and don't enjoy them, you got to watch some hood and, classics. And you have to enjoy them. You can't just watch Enjoy. them. I remember one time when I was living with my parents, I got my grandma watching all the hood classics and she loved it. My African ass grandma who didn't come here till she was like 80 years old was watching a hood. We watched Belly. We watched Friday. We watched Friday After Next. We watched all the hood classics together and she enjoyed that shit. I was going to say, I was um, in my freshman year of college and I've never seen Juice or New Black City. We watched Juice too. Yeah, I've never seen any of those. So I was telling my black friends, you know, they had H... Um, 
they had black student union. Yeah. Because I was on a PWI my freshman year. And I was like, I told them I didn't watch that shit. And they were looking at me like, bitch, what? So one of the girls, she invited me over in confidence. And she was like, hey, let's watch this shit. And I was like, I love that. Instead of her belittling me and making me feel small Last about time. not doing that, she put me on. And I'm like, bro, my nigga, I'm, 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 a, I'm a new city ass bitch. Okay? Period. Like, what's up? Period. So, black classics, I love it for us. Another thing is, I'm sorry, y'all. If you don't know how to twerk, if you don't have rhythm, if you can't one two step, bitch, if you can't that's not fair. slide, that's if not you can't fair, let you slide, because I think you can't really hop. I feel like it's not fair because some people by their environment they don't know that they're bitch, doing it wrong. That's YouTube, bitch. YouTube can't. You ain't physically there. Like I ain't <laughs> learned how to shake my ass until I was probably twenty one, <laughs> and that's and that's crazy because my friend used to always tell me all that ass and you don't know how to shake it. Yeah, all the time she said to me, I'm like, I'm like, bitch. I feel like niggas, we just born with rhythm. Like, how you not know how to fucking one two step at least? My mom is African. What rhythm is she giving other than the? That's that's where the rhythm started, bitch. No, baby, she not. The she rhythm started from the motherland. Michael Jackson and fucking Tupac. Where do you find rhythm in between those two? There's I'm, no space for girl, that. Your mom got that in her blood. If you African, you got rhythm. Okay, watch my mama dance to this day, <laughs> and that bitch is 48. She ain't got no fucking rhythm. <laughs> So watch, next time you see her, I want you to have that same fucking energy. <laughs> Another thing, get your black card revoked. It's not knowing to braid hair. Do you know how many times I've been shunned? I have looked at it by the African community. I haven't looked at it by the black community. Like, you don't know how to braid your own hair? Bitch, I don't want to learn how to braid my own fucking hair. That's why I pay you. I can braid my own hair. I, don't, I can do my own hair. I can do a nice little twist. And in my braids, they're going to be real ghetto. But guess what? They're going to be under there looking mm -hmm. like fucking Meek Mill. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I can the do braids that I do braids. look like I braided my hair and I took a comb and just. Bitch. And I don't like that for you, me. You ain't that's got why, no grip. I, bitch, at this point, that's why I pay someone to do that. I have no fucking intention. I'm not going to lie. I suck at braiding hair when I got my nails on. But when I got my when I got my naturals on like I do now, bitch, I'm going to grip your shit. You know? Another thing that gets your get your black car revoked is not owning a bonnet and a do-rag. Mm -hmm. If you as a black ass person don't own a do-rag or a bonnet, I'm sorry, bitch. What the fuck is you doing? Yeah. You don't want you don't care about your hair at all? You don't want them waves on swim? That's facts. Come I'm on now. Bonnets are definitely important. I love that. Do-rags are definitely important. Nothing's yeah. funny to me than a nigga in a do-rag. That just turns me on. When I see a nigga in a do-rag, I'm just like, oh. Yes, baby. I cannot relate. I mean, I, I, mean, I love that okay. I mean, I just, I just love the blackness, so it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. to me. Um, uh, I just the only thing I had for it. So the next thing we had was like not putting black people in a box. After saying all that shit that gets you black cover, but we're talking about how we can't put black people in boxes. That's a fact, though. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I feel you have to round it up and just say like you can't put, put us in boxes. In boxes. Yeah. we can't define what blackness is because blackness is whatever you are. Yeah. Um, I know growing up, I've always been an anime fan, and I was kind of made not really made fun of, but I was told I wasn't black because of how much I loved anime. Yeah. So all those things I was told that that didn't make me black because I enjoy these things. I feel like it does make me black. Yeah. I'm, I'm a black girl who likes anime. Yeah. I'm a black girl who likes shaking her ass. I'm a black girl who likes reading books. All these things does not make me not black because I enjoy, I'm multidimensional. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, you a black girl who likes poppets. I don't really relate to that. But you know, they'll make you any less black because you like Lady Gaga or some pop shit. You yeah. know? I'm gonna say, I'm a black person who likes Harry Potter. That's what I'm saying. You're a black person who likes Harry Potter. Yeah. I feel like we need to give our, give us the same space that we do for white people. Cause I feel like what sometimes well, white people, they get like one lane, like, oh, they, they're gothic. Yeah. So they only like that shit. But I feel like because we have, we're human, we can like so many different things. We are multi-dimensional. I, I can literally love The Bachelor and love hip hop. Yeah. Like, what's the problem with liking all those things? And I feel like because we have this, this 
unknown weight on our shoulder of like being a representation, like we said earlier, of everything that encompasses a black unity or black life or yeah. you, you feel like you have to be the blackest black. Yeah. And I'm like, if I don't fucking like love and hip hop, that's okay. Right. If I decide to choose to like watching Love is Blind over watching something else, there's nothing wrong with that because it's like people are allowed the, the, the space. space to to be free of enjoying things. And that doesn't make you any less black because you know what makes me black? The fact that my skin is black. Hello. Okay. So when I go into spaces, I am a nigga. Yeah. They don't see that I'm a nigga who likes to watch Naruto. Yeah. They see a nigga. They see a nigga regardless. <laughs> regardless. So I feel like your experiences and the things that you enjoy have nothing to do, do with who you are as a person. Yeah. So do you want to get into questions now? Yeah, we're getting some questions. Okay. Anything about yourself that you feel like you sh it should be more black? No, absolutely yeah. not. I'm, I'm black as fuck. Yeah. I don't, there's nothing about me that makes me feel like I am not black enough. When mm -hmm. I go around niggas, I feel comfortable. I do. I don't feel like I am not adequate. I feel like I belong. Yeah. So no. Mm -mm, I, I love that. Yeah. I feel the same way. There's nothing that I'm like, I'm like, I love the blackness that I walked into because before I was so ashamed of me being proper or me being this. But I'm like, now I'm just like, no, like I really am that bitch. And what even like, you know, makes me feel, all my friends are black. Yeah. The fact that I am able to be friends with all these different kinds of black people just, what's that word? Reassures that I am my black ass self. Yeah. And I, I can relate to other black women or people, period. Yeah. My question to you is, when was the first time a black person made you feel like you were not black enough? I think when I was in Iowa, the people that were like really black, because I feel like they thought they were super black because all their friends were black. That was the first time that it made me feel like I wasn't black enough. And it wasn't because I wasn't black enough. It was because I wasn't black enough to them. And I had to realize that it's like, just because someone doesn't see you as black does not make take away any way, any way from your actual blackness. Okay. So that's how so, I So uh, I guess the first time I felt like I wasn't black enough was when I was at church, actually. Um, I would go, I went to this African church and my, and the people there just made me feel like, I was white because of, I guess, the way I dressed. My parents wasn't very strict on how I dressed. Yeah. Um, I used to come to church with them super short skirts, tank tops. I didn't dress. Like, I wouldn't come to church like that, baby. Well, I, for some reason, one thing about my daddy is he let me dress how the fuck I wanted to dress. I love that for him. And because I used to come to church and they allowed me to come to church with these short skirts and this tank tops and crop tops. To them, that was that was white. Yeah. That's how white girls dress. Yeah. You know, and then they had to sit, they had to, uh, sit down with my parents and said, why are you letting her dress like that? I'm just like, I didn't know it was a problem. Like, yeah. this is how I was told I was raised to dress. Yeah. But something about my daddy, I think it's kind of weird. He liked when we showed our skin. I don't know if that's kind of weird. We're not going to talk about that. We're not gonna <laughs> <get started. laughs> so my next question is, what is your favorite thing about being black? My favorite thing about being black is I can be a new bitch every day of the Hello, week. Hello, because of changing your fucking hair, I, bitch. My switch up game is on point. I can have weave, braids, locks, my natural hair, whatever the fuck I want to be. If you, you ain't got to cheat on me, bitch. Oh, who bitch you, what, what, what do you want me to be this week? I'm going to be the bitch you want me to be. So that's my favorite <laughs> thing about being black is I can... <laughs> what? I swim my hair. I swim my hair back and forth. I swim my hair back and forth. So that's my favorite thing. I love how how that how multi-dimensional I can be. Yeah. I was gonna say I I love being black because it's like 
you can hate us, but you still want to be us. So bad. That's that's what I love. You want our black. lips. You want our ass. We want. You want our titties. You want to emulate everything that's black without being black. black. And guess what? You can never. Get, you can literally imitate, but you can never replicate. Period. My last question to you is: Has a white person ever told you that you weren't black enough? No. I've never experienced someone having the audacity, no one having the caucasity yeah. to tell me that I wasn't black enough. Because, baby, like I just said earlier, you want to be me more than, more yeah. than, I can't even say I want to be me, because I want to be me very much. But you want to meet me where I'm at, and I'm sorry, baby, I can't, I can't give you the energy that you want. So, no one's ever told me that. I've had a white person tell me that I wasn't black enough. I slapped the fuck out of her. I, I did, I slapped her. I have to, bitch. What the fuck you think you is? I never put my hands on a white woman. Well, bitch, you know, I, I don't have problems with my hands and feet on people. So. So, yeah, I have to, bitch. Who did, what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That's no, I ain't sorry. She got to she's sorry. <laughs> but no, thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much for following us on this journey and her, her violence. Thank you for following us because this is not the first time she expressed violence in this video. <laughs> so thank you for following us on this journey of our blackness and what it is like to get your black car revoked, what it is to be standing in your blackness and understanding how proud it is to carry just the burden and the glory of having that's this, true. We have a burden, burden and, and glory. glory of having these beautiful things bestowed on us. And while you're at it, please follow us on all social media platforms at the Real Sip and Spill, except Twitter, which is Sip and Spill One. And while you're at it, leave us a five star, star rating. Give us some five star, star bitches. Ow. Ow.